a better world. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have a really interesting show. Our guest should be arriving shortly, and that is the Reverend Ed Chinnery, who is currently serving at the Episcopal Parish Church of the Ascension on Fifth Avenue here in New York City. Uh, He's a lovely gentleman who I had the pleasure of meeting during an eco-film festival that uh, the church was sponsoring through him this past summer with my friend and colleague Nancy Rhodes. And The Better World has uh, helped out with the promotion of these eco-film festivals that Encompass uh, Opera has been putting on, producing for the past several years. And it was in that context that I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Father Ed, who is our guest and who just arrived. I'll introduce him in a moment. Uh, So since then, I've had the opportunity to observe some of what Father Ed Chinnery has been doing at the Ascension Church. He has been sponsoring something called Resistance Cinema, Uh, in which he, on a regular basis, invites the public to come into the church in a certain area there, and they uh, show films, usually about one subject or another, regarding social justice, economic justice, political justice, and everybody gets quite fired up about the amount of injustice that is going on in this world, and uh, Father Ed conducts and facilitates a really wonderful, lively discussion afterwards where people can really speak their hearts and speak their truths. In addition to that, there's a food bank that the church also sponsors under Father Ed's auspices and people who are hungry. And in New York City, in fact, we have many of them. Sorry to say, it's a bit ironic because we're the wealthiest uh, city, uh, certainly among them, in the world, but indeed here's just more examples of injustice and disparity and dichotomy in our society. So I'm very glad to welcome Father Ed Chinnery to our airwaves here at A Better World. Great to have you, Ed. Thank you, Mitchell. It's wonderful to be here. I'm I'm very to to be invited. Good. I am so glad. Well, I was just kind of extolling some of your virtues and that of the church, the Ascension Church, and that you are real community builders and doing a lot to organize and provide services to the city overall, but of course in your uh, general area in particular. Tell us a little bit about what brought you into this in the first place and what it is you're doing now. So much. Uh, I'd be happy to. Um, sure. First, I'd, I'd, I would love, at every juncture, would love to remind folks that it really is about the nature of this community here. It's kind of interesting. It's not until kind of recently that I made the connection that 
location, Church of the Ascension in New York City, here at Fifth Avenue and 10th Street, is the first church ever built on Fifth Avenue. And on oh, some kind of a uh, interesting. You know, soft and spiritual level, I think you know <laughs> this is, this, uh, that, that bodes well for the, the sort of up spiritual nature that wants that wishes to serve. I believe that yes. that, uh, that very warmth and and uh, community feeling um, and uh, caring for those around us is still yes very uh, the ethos here and i think that you have experienced mm-hmm. that you've been with us uh, a number of times and you can feel yes. that there's a kind of warmth there and uh, it's it's the people it's the atmosphere, it's, it's what we do etc yeah now i um there's a very good feeling and it's, it's notable yes yeah please go on I, it's funny because you know people remark upon it great frequency, and I, I must tell you that I've lost count of the number of folks who have said, you know, who are, are, are you know sort of regular members of the worship community have come in here and said, you know, I was walking by the place one day and I happened to come accident and I've never left, and it's it's just <laughs> I think nice. you see it too. There's that kind of resonance there that really is yes. just a, a marvelous, marvelous. Well, thing. if you and don't mind my also chiming in. Uh, to say that uh, you and your own, how would I put this, um, energy field, or uh, maybe a more Christian way of putting it is aura, um, I think tends to reach out. You know, there's a morphogenetic field, if you will, in and around the church. I mean, first of all, it's a, a gorgeous, architecturally quite gorgeous deeply about structure. some of these spiritual elements. Yeah. But there's that, but, but I think what you're pointing at is is um, uh, a kind of a, a spiritual nature or natural quality, and, and we've talked very deeply about this in the past. Uh, I That's think that right. what, what I, you know, the kind of spiritual persona or energetic persona that I tend to embody is that of being very reflective. I, I, I you know, it's unconscious in me, but I tend to be yes. the kind of empath that reflects the energy that you bring to me. So uh, it's, it's, I feel yes. you know, very honored to be a conduit in ways. Um, yes. I, 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 I think this is say, one of the I, things I, that I, also I connects that. us, by the way, because I have some of that yes, as well. So absolutely. we're empathizing with each other. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I yeah. think there's, yeah. there, we're kindred spirits. We, we are in the business kindred of spirits, exactly. energy, is, So yep. please go on yeah. with what, what is it that attracted yeah, you to I, the uh, church I and to, say, to this I, I, kind I, of work? I call yeah. a later vocation. I... Um, I was ordained in 2010 as an Episcopal priest, and I served for three years in New Jersey, in the Diocese of New Jersey, which is my home diocese. I had spent a career in local government there for 30 years being a benefits administrator and discovered sort of, you know, one of those, you know, my forehead moments of, oh, gee, what I'm doing is ministry. I was working oh, in county government and helping people navigate their health insurance, which is a treacherous landscape. Yes, it's uh, it's kind of this own world with its own language. And guess when you need to use it is when you're compromised. So I found myself yes, really, exactly. really working hard to help insult the injury, if you will. Time. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So that that sort of led through a number of different things toward my my experience in my local faith community, which led to uh, considering um, attending seminary and going for holy orders, which is what I have done. I spent three years, as I said, in New Jersey, serving a couple of small mission parishes. I had two part-time jobs that I sort of cobbled living together. And then mm-hmm. I received a call from a former classmate who 
um, informed me of the opening here at Church of the Ascension. And uh, I kind of reluctantly came, you know, not feeling that the call was necessarily one to New York City. But mm-hmm. uh, long story short, I, I, I discerned that this, you know, that that need comes in many different forms. And uh, um, there there certainly was a opportunity here, and it has really been blossoming into even more wonderful opportunities, which is great. So you mentioned the two programs that I am involved in the leadership of, and there are two outreach programs. In addition to duties in the parish, I am also the executive director. I don't know why your phone is clipping a little bit. I don't know if you can hear that, but... Uh, when you're saying a sentence, it kind of drops out a word or two. No, so I'm on my landline. We'll so, so. Oh, isn't that curious? So, all right, fine. No, we're getting most of it. So let's just carry forward. Okay. Go ahead, please. I'll I'll speak more slowly. Okay. Um, so yes, I I was I was sort of brought here to help save the food pantry program and help build a a more robust outreach presence. And we did wind up actually transitioning the pantry program into a much more robust kind of a where we actually engage more closely with the pantry guest population. We turned our parish hall, which is the same place we screened our resistance cinema films. We turned that that space twice a month into a client choice pantry, which was no mean feat, and I'll tell you why. Because 98.5% of our population self-identifies as monolingual Chinese. So um, we had, you know, another couple of hurdles to, to overcome yes. in terms of the language barrier. But we yes. have found ourselves not only being able to do that by identifying uh, the appropriate uh, number of volunteers with requisite language skills. We have also been able to work very closely with Food Bank New York City and other food providers to make sure that we get the kind of inventory that this particular population actually does appreciate. Um, we had, the program does that mean that you have Chinese restaurants? Does that mean you have Chinese no. restaurants that are donating lo mein? We don't give meals. This is, this is a food <laughs> pantry. We do not provide hot yes. meals. So, yes. so let me just clarify I'm just that. Some fun. We give, uh, yeah. okay, we give out. Um, for the most part, it's um, non-perishables. But um, thank God mm-hmm. for Michelle Obama. In the last five years, we have also uh, 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 our food providers been mandated to designate large percentages of their resources to the provision of fresh produce. So, for instance. In the month of December, we've had two pantry dates, and both of them I was able to have fresh produce, uh, you know, by way of broccoli and bok choy. So our Wonderful. pantry guest population was extremely happy. And oh, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's things like that. And, and actually, what you'd be surprised, the most compelling or the most, I think, significant or salient aspect of having made this transition last June is that we, our volunteer is deeply touched by the fact that we now get to interact and engage with the client population in a much closer way. And mm-hmm. not only like in what way, how would you describe it? Certainly it's not linguistic directly. So how would you describe Correct. that? 
greater contact? There's a lot of hand signals. Uh, some of the Chinese speak do get a word or two here and there. And like I said, mm-hmm. I guess it's about four or five volunteers who have some Chinese and speak English. So there, there's a floater that helps the guests work their way through the tabletop groceries. And um, we, we more than make dinner. We communicate a great deal. And because oh, I'm different. sort of MC of the whole operation. I don't really get into the conversation. Yes. I stand greeting people on their way in and on their way out. Yes. They are beaming, they are smiling, they are laughing out loud. It's just, it's really so heartwarming. It's it's hard. That is really lovely. That Um, is Lovely. It's been fantastic. Well, and before I go into the Resistance Cinema piece, which is also very exciting, that's how you and I met, I would like yes. to just share with you one of the things that is the most exciting development. Um, I Please. just last week graduated the New York Police Department's Citizens Police Academy. It is oh. partly because I have had a, a, a curiosity about the nature of protective service and faith community and the mm-hmm that might exist between those two entities. In the end, you've got to realize we both want basically the same thing. We just want to make a better yes. world, right? Right, so exactly. I, I, I would, I, I, by happenstance, I found myself, before we transitioned to client choice with the pantry, we had people waiting out, long, out front of the parish hall online for a couple of hours. And, you know, long story short be some aggression sometimes on the line people would be cutting line or you know Mm there would be unfairness that was happening and I would have to go out there and try with the best the two or three Chinese phrases I have to try to Mm -hmm. interrupt some of the aggression and get people to calm down it would escalate from time to time to where I thought Mm -hmm. actually there might be bloodshed and so in a panic on a Tuesday morning about a year ago I called the NYPD and said, I need your help. I'm throwing myself on your mercy. And the first thing they said to me was, thank you for calling us before something disastrous happens. Nobody does that. And so I said, well, I just, I need your advice. I want to avoid anything. And they said, we we understand. What what would you do? And I said, could you send a squad car by? The time the folks are waiting out front. And the, the, the officer I spoke to said, I can do better than that. I can send you a Chinese-speaking officer who speaks five Chinese dialects. So oh, this officer Lord. came and worked with us for two full months. Long oh, and the short of it is, wonderful. he came back a couple of times and was able to help guide us through the whole transition to client choice, where we are now. Able, we, and we, because of his presence, we were able to recruit some more Chinese-speaking volunteers, and we, are, we now are self-sustaining. Yes. And I developed a that wonderful a relationship with the police story. department, with the priest. Yeah. And now I'm, they're, they're asking, they've asked me to become the clergy liaison to the priest. You know what? This is perfect oh, because that's wonderful. now I can be actively involved in really building up the understanding of how faith community and protective service can actually work yes. together in a more robust way. That, so that to me, that's a is, really is, good you know, story, Ed. Very yeah, good. It's, it's, this it's, kind it's, of it's building that I see. Yeah. This really Sorry? needs to happen more and more. This is setting an example of what's possible. As you were saying, jesting, you know, who would ever thought 
parish and police in the same sentence, but the reality is exactly. everybody does want a better world. Everybody wants a safe, secure neighborhood and for people to be happy. And uh, you found that balance and, and there, between there, these two challenges entities. along the way, but sure. I, and even with the challenges that that are going to crop up along the way, if you know now, now it feels like we're in relationship instead of yes. you know that sort of haphazard encountering that used to go on. We, I mean, yes. I, I'm 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 on speed dial with the the uh, neighborhood coordination officers in the precinct in this sector of the precinct, <laughs> and we, we just check in with each other not for nothing. You know, every other yes. week, which is right. which is great because right. now we know what's going on. Which is really fantastic. Absolutely. And another point I'd like to make so here in listening, in listening to yeah. your whole story is that the kind of communications that can take place between people who do not have a common language. The fact is that we have a right. lot of common language. It just happens not to be verbal. So we humans right. can understand each other with, as you were saying, sign language and with smiles and we can read each other deeply in fact it's reminding me of of an uh, an event that you were kind enough to open up the doors of the church to where i uh, did an interview with a neuroscientist on the subject of our being oh, able to sort of read each other right that we can read each yeah, other exactly. that we can Precisely. fathom exactly. the other person's thoughts and feelings and thereby anticipate what another person may need so just kudos right. to you for all of us. So, yes, please, in the time remaining, well, bring us a little bit up to date with, uh, with Resistance Cinema. So a couple of years after I started here and was already you know, gaining a greater understanding of how the, the anti-hunger programming was working, um, we, 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 we hit a wall that program for a while, and the board got together, and then we were even talking about discontinuing the anti-hunger program. And instead we said, you know what? Let's let's just pull back a little bit. Let's not discontinue it entirely. Let's continue to work on making it work. And yes. that took a couple of years to bring it around. In the meantime, our discussion turned to what else would we like to do? Perfect world, mm -hmm. throw at table. And we got a bunch of really good ideas. The one that really seemed to have the most resonance was one of our board members was already involved with this organization called Resistance Cinema. That's up at the Community Unitarian Church, a little ways up mm -hmm. town. So they said, you know, we've been wanting to branch on out into the Street. village. Because, that one you know, on East 35th Street? Yep, thereabouts, exactly right. Yep. Precisely, yep. yep. So they said, we've been wanting to come down to the village because, you know, the village has that cachet, you know, and, and yes. you know, we, we feel like, you know, the, 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 what I love to call with – great joy in my heart, the West Village lefties, the folks who are mystical <laughs> Vietnam War protest days. Yes. And so uh -huh. they brought the program down here. It took about a year or so for it to really catch on. Well, now we've had from 50 to 100 people in the room. We operate on the first Tuesday of the month. It took us a while to find out the sweet spot. Uh, we're hoping to grow it to be more than once a month, but that's mm -hmm. going to take some time, perhaps. But essentially... Resistance Cinema, I'm very proud to say, has been around since prior to the 2016 election when the word resistance became oh, so highly charged. Yes, you know? right. So they've had this moniker now for 15 years, which is great. And it's, great. in essence, they, they screen documentary films with social justice content for free, and they discuss things. They discuss them. Um, in its original iteration – 
they weren't quite as apt to have somebody involved with the making of the film or some expert on the subject matter be part of the post-film discussion. But we've really intentionally ramped that up a little bit. And I figure, what Mm -hmm. the heck? Ask anybody anything. So, you know, for instance, we had a film called Advertising at the Edge of the Apocalypse. And I called, I I emailed the filmmaker who I knew was a professor up at Amherst, Mass. And I said, hey, jump on a train and come be our speaker. And he said, oh, that's cute. (laughs) He said, but you know what? Try my colleague over at NYU, Mark Crispin. He's head of media and culture studies. I emailed him. He said, sure, I'd be delighted to be there. So he came and we had this marvelous discussion about... The, the insidiousness of advertising and how it's incumbent upon us now as this movement of enlightenment to recognize when we are being lulled into that kind of atmosphere yes. and, and to yes. wake ourselves out of it and operate with a different spiritual freedom. So um, it's interesting because you, you referred to our post-film discussion sort of very, very in, a, in a brief or sidelong kind of way about you know, stirring up people's passions, which is really a wonderful thing to do and increasing awareness. But I think yeah. you and I talked recently about how we're subtly beginning to show what we do and talk about whether this film was meaningful for you and if so, why. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I sensed we were getting to a place where, where the end-all and be-all was to stir up people's passions and get them disgruntled and send them out the door angry. And yes. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I want, it's I not want greatly to, I want productive. To passions. Yes. Well, and, and, and you know what the worst part is? People would leave here thinking that because they got pissed off, they did something. Yes. Right. And that's not true. It gets okay. confused with, so that, now, with action. Exactly right. So we, yeah. the leadership of the program has really intentionally been trying to, to, to capture a different way of thinking and feeling so mm-hmm. that we can leave our, our time better equipped to contribute to the meaning of a better world. Yes, indeed. I like that theme. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Honestly, here, this, that's if, one of the things that drew me to you is that that's the <laughs> Absolutely. It's a shared set of values, you know, and it's so basic. Exactly. Right. But our culture, really the is, speed but... of our lives skips right. over the, the most fundamental things. And it, uh, it disturbs people like you and me, Ed, and we seek to do something really meaningful about it. And I really appreciate you and what's going on at the church in this regard oh. as well. You know, um, now well, you're also you stumbled looking... in here and looking for synergies. I thought this is great. Let's 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 really focus <laughs> right. on right. Isn't that what lovely? can do together? Very true. Know? Very true. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted well, to. Well, I get the sense you... that, like me, you're led by the spirit. That's right. Oh, by all means, by Very all means. Yeah. I've been on a uh, so-called spiritual path for a large part of my life, and it didn't come from my religion of birth which honestly is Judaism. It didn't come from that. It came from studying the traditions, the spiritual wisdom of the East is what really kind of grabbed my heart and soul. And uh, now I'm able to understand and appreciate religious teachings and spiritual teachings from the world over. 
but for whatever reason, yep. that was the thing that kind of stirred me up in the first place. But so just coming back to resistance cinema for a moment and the subjects at hand, um, are you looking in some way to maybe take this another step where there can be a group of people engaged in some kind of meaningful action, whether, I don't know if that's a letter writing campaigns or, or uh, some kind of activity that would express the values they really feel to people, let's say, in government or in business or what have you. Sure, for sure. Yeah, the leadership of this program has talked about that many, many times. Contact, you know, uh, one of our visions. At, at, at one point, I was really um, working quite closely with the woman who was the director of the faith-based initiatives at the D.C.-based think tank Center for American Progress, and yes. um, they were very energized by what we were doing. We just couldn't seem to find a rhythm, and ultimately, yes. after a couple of years of trying to do so, the woman who my counterpart there went on to things, and so I'm now trying to sort of rebuild that relationship from the ground. But during that phase, our conversations, both with the D.C. folks and here in New York City, we imagined things like having a bank of laptop computers in the back of the room so that you could go get up from your chair during the discussion and go and write your legislator. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, you know, brilliant. you hand out one-pager fact sheets of – Who's the best legislator to call for this or that? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it would be great if we could do something like that. And because I, because of my vocation as well, I'm also interested in matters spiritual or, of course, I even use in the pulpit sometimes what I call secular speak and talk in terms of mm -hmm. energetics because I think that that yeah. lands in a more comfortable place for some folks who are put off by the whole faith community experience. And honestly. Right. So in some ways, you know, I, I, yes. I, I, yes, but that's another whole conversation. Interesting. I have found, yeah. I have found such resonance in this shift we have taken in the last six months or so talking with folks and they were a little stunned at first. I think they were mm -hmm. sitting there during the film, hoping to, you know, gut on a rant real quick. And mm -hmm. when I stopped them and stopped them short by saying, "Did this was this film meaningful for you?" and how it really yeah. made them cock their brains differently and think in a different way. And we've been yes. I've been finding that although it was a halting start, that people are seem very equally energized, but with a different kind yeah. of energy. It's probably more Around reflective. That, because you know what? Part of it is. And you know what? What that does is it reaches down deeper inside. Right? That little switch happened in an organic and holistic way. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, then so it being simply reactive, but just being reactive yep. and angry, it really doesn't have a lot of juice. I mean, it has a little initial juice, but it's not sustainable, right. it's not enduring, and it's not it's, all that ultimately productive. It's, it's, it's at risk of being a little too reptilian, if you ask me. It's emotionally <laughs> reactionary. Exactly. 
That's but right. I, but that's right. I'm a little more interested in, in the deeper, more critical thinking because that's, you know, post-election 26 has been finding out so much about ourselves and others. And what we found yes. out is that you know, there, there has been a, a very intentional um, uh, sort of like de-escalation of the nature of critical thinking in this country. <laughs> yes. And, and yes. I, I think that it's, it, it's up to revisit that. Yes, I well put, well put. And it's interesting because since you brought it up, you know, looking at the very extremeness of this particular administration, even members of his own party are given pause and they're having to put on the brakes and stop thinking and just about themselves and their own election potential, uh, re-election potential. Yes. And they're saying, can I really be a affiliated with this i i just they're, they're really thinking twice it's taken a while it's taken almost two years but it is beginning to happen and i don't think it's just because of yeah, their I own agree. selfishness i think they're thinking oh my god is this what america represents is this our face in the world or to each other and they it doesn't feel good I have found myself in the last few months you know, having you know, a little bit of feeling of impatience that this is taking so long for the movement of enlightenment to really gain more traction and yeah. coalescence. But then I realized, yeah. you know something? It's really deeply organic and holistic. And democracy takes time. It's cumbersome. And so yes. is what we are doing with the, under, the spiritual underpinnings of how democracy operates. So you know what? I say, let us continue to methodical and time-intensive about this so that we can do it with more integrity. That's right. Well put. In other words, take a deep breath and uh, yep. stay the yep. course. <laughs> you know, it's Why not, not easy. But of course, carry on. You know? That's right. Exactly. One of the great virtues of the Christian teaching is that of the virtue of patience, which is probably the hardest one yep. of them all, right? You know, it's just indeed, indeed. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Really. Well, you're doing a wonderful job there, Father Ed, and I'm so pleased and honored to have been getting to know you better and better as time is passing. And uh, as you said, there's tremendous yeah, synergy between our organizations, and uh, that's really why I yep. wanted to have you on. I wanted you to have voice into the A Better World arena and audience, which yep. is worldwide, actually. Thank you. It's not Thank just you. local. Yeah, absolutely, to share, because you're so committed. You know, you're so alive. You're bringing so much fun and good cheer and goodwill to the party. And, well, please, uh, please, you don't, know. please don't let me let this moment pass without reminding you that this is not about what I sort of like bring into the mix. I am sort of a steward, and I tend the energetic you places bet. on the landscape that seem to want to. So they, I, I'm not imposing anything on anybody. I'm not going to put forth my vision. I hear what wants to happen, and I try to help make happen. And that's, that's exactly. You're that's tuned in, but you've got a wonderful smile on your Brian. face, and you do what you do with cheer, and it makes a difference. That's all. We can never uh, underestimate how uh, 
powerful just a loving smile can be you know it could be that someone hasn't mm-hmm. had someone smile at them for a, a day or a week or a month and then all of a sudden they see Not someone smiling and exercises <laughs> there we Try go to smile there on my way go. to work and what a difference it makes <laughs> exactly <on the> <laughs> <laughs> what a difference it makes, right? What a difference it makes. Well, do you have any uh, contact information that you'd like to share of the churches or resistance sure. cinema in case people yeah, would well, be I'm interested? Yeah, well, I'm at uh, the, the, pro, the program that I've been talking about are part of the outreach wing of Ascension, which is at Fifth Avenue and 10th Street. Yes. Uh, for yes. mailing, um, and otherwise is 12 West 11th Street, New York, New York, 10011. Mm-hmm. Love to and hear is the website. Uh, my email address. Um, uh, the website is, is kind of in process right now. So we're, oh, okay. we're, we're, we're okay. rethinking those, some of those communications. But sure. um, I receive emails. My address is Father Chinnery ascensionnyc.org I'll spell that it's f e h e r c h i n e r y at ascensionnyc.org and I'm happy to hear from um open to all kinds of ideas and always looking for synergies wonderful well, Father Ed Chennery, thanks so much for being a guest on today's show and sharing with us what's Thank going you, on Rip. in Ascension Church. And God bless you and your work. work. Thank you so much. You too, my be friend. Be well, and we'll be uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Okay, great. Bye-bye now. Right out. Doctor, doctor, <laughs> yes, in a way, doctor of the soul, Father Ed Chennery, who um, it's truly a delight to have been getting to know him over the past uh number of months this whole past year actually since last uh, summer and um, it's really really uplifting to observe because I have been there a number of times now as he said to see what's going on and to participate and uh, as I said also that for those of you who listened and heard Julia Mossbridge on these airwaves the author of the premonition code we had a wonderful evening there that he was um, kind of the host too, and it was just delightful. People really got a lot out of that evening. It's very stimulating and heart opening at the same time. So, well, listen, I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. Uh, we have people from the UK and Germany and India and Australia and New Zealand and, and Africa and Mexico and what a pleasure. Denmark, even. Oh my God, I love Denmark. What a place. Well, thank you again. Remember that we, too, are a 501c3, a nonprofit organization, so donations to us keep us on the air and thriving, so we so appreciate uh, for that. Just email me first at mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net. Not to mention I so much like to hear your comments and your suggestions. So the doors are always open. Visit also our website, MitchellRabin.com, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-R-A-B-I-N, for counseling, coaching, and biofeedback services. I do couples counseling and family counseling as well as individual. And uh, those are available. Just contact me at that email address or directly at 212-420-0800. 
And if you do not yet get our newsletter, it only comes out once a week, usually, and it's for free, and it's at our other website, www.abetterworld.tv, abetterworld.tv, and uh, we'd love to have you part of our A Better World community and family. So on that note, I want to wish you all a wonderful, happy uh, holidays. Uh, there are some 14 different religions, I understand, that are celebrating holidays of one sort or another during the month of December. Uh, not to uh, forget about the December 21st equinox, the solstice, which was probably what gave rise to most of the celebrations in this very glorious month. It's been a beautiful day here in New York today, and uh, so I'm sharing all of that good cheer with you all, wherever you may be. Thanks so much for joining us today. And this is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. 